BreakStuff.Market, your new innovative and global marketplace for trading cards, stickers, and sports memorabilia. They offer one of the lowest commission fees on the market, provide an easy setup from every device, of course, also mobile responsive. Secure transactions via PayPal or Stripe and Safe Collectors Community. Join it now and get ready to buy some awesome collectibles or sell some of your collective stuff and make a good profit. Hey, Starks here. Good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Welcome to the Fantasy Unicorns podcast. We're dynasty driven, but we give you redraft flavor as well. Uh, we have our rest of season and dynasty rankings on the fantasyunicorns.com. You guys, make sure you subscribe, write a review for our podcast that has iTunes, and it's available on all podcast formats, so you can subscribe to that. And also, if you didn't know, you can subscribe on our website to get new articles every time it's posted. That way you can get that notification on your phone, uh, via email, on the internet, however you may go. With that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So one thing that I want to jump into on the recent news. That's what she said. It's good to see Marvin Bagley back, and I'm recording while games are going on, and I know typically you want to hear the day after the games. It's just kind of our recording sessions on when it happens, but I'll stop beating around the bush. Uh, Marvin Bagley coming back, as you guys know, 14.6 rebounds. He hit a three-pointer tonight. I um, mean, still, as the game is going on, still fine. Nemanja Bielitsa started this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be, but let me at least say this. There was a couple of GMs that reached out to me and had mentioned, oh, Harry Giles, you know, and Harry Giles is good. I'm not, let's, let's get it straight. Let me put that disclaimer out there. He's not bad at all. I actually like him. But, you know, a lot of GMs were like, oh, man, he's going to get like 30 plus minutes. And, you know, you got to still kind of consider, you got you to gotta think first before you just put information out. Harry Giles is not going to get 30 minutes plus when Bagley was out. So I guess the first game GMs had died, I was like, oh, how's Giles looking over Nemanja Bielitsa? Nemanja Bielitsa was still the pickup, and I still stuck with it. And after the first game, you know, GMs was like, oh, yeah, how's that, how's that looking, Starks? And then I come back with the next game or two, and I just asked for those GMs like, hey, Where's you guys at? You know, I don't even need to mention anything. I mean, when I do, you know, they, they like to hide back in their nest, per se. But if you guys know, Nemanja Bielitsa has been pretty good when Marvin Bagley's been out, right? So that's neither here nor there, but I just thought I'd go on an ISO rant for you guys to know that. But essentially, it's good to have Nemanja Bielitsa back, or excuse me, um, Marvin Bagley back. And Nemanja Bielitsa is going to be really close to being droppable in, in leagues. It depends on your situation. And I know the time is now for the playoffs, so it's really hard to kind of put an implication on what you need to do. But it's very important that you analyze right now as hard as possible. You got to take time in the playoffs. And I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but it's, it's honestly 
brutal, brutally honest to you that you have to analyze to a, a to a fault when you're in the playoffs. It can it can mess you up if you if you overanalyze it. But it's like me saying analyze it, but don't analyze it too hard. It's like me dancing going back and forth. But to be honest with you, you do got to analyze it pretty hard, but don't lose sleep over it. That's what I'm trying to say, if that makes sense, right? So it's good to have him back. And jumping back into this section here, I want to talk about another player on slate here. Just bear with me, guys. And the next player that I want to – actually, two players I wanted to talk about is uh, Zach Levine and Otto Porter playing Friday. Now, this one is a little bit more of a surprise for me. Porter's fine, but to you know hear Zach Levine being probable for Friday, that speaks a lot of good value because – I, at least from what I believe when we had our last podcast with me and Kevin with the, uni- or as, as the unicorns, um, I know Kevin was pretty optimistic on Levine being back. For me, on the other hand, I didn't really feel that way because, you know, with this injury Levine had, it was like, well, what are the Bulls really trying to play for? So, you know, I can admit when I'm wrong and I believe because I was going to the direction that I didn't say he was going to be shut down, but I was leaning on the, the direction of I believe he was going to be shut down. So if you're a GM that has him, that's good. He's talking. I know he. There was a um, a blurb out that he said, you know, shut down is not, you know, and I'm paraphrasing it. That's not something he wants to do. So it looks like he has the opportunity to come back Friday. So the pickup that I even mentioned mentioned before was uh, Archin, and I always mess his name up. Uh, Archino Kanoko. <laughs> Whatever his name is, I apologize. So that's the guy that I had mentioned. Take a, in a deep league, a flyer on him. But it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the player to, to have any more at this point in time. So it's an unfortunate thing for, well, I wouldn't even say it's an unfortunate. It's a great thing for GMs that have Zach Levine. So props to that. Now, this, is, this situation that happened is pretty, more, is pretty much sad, though. Reggie Jackson comes up limping last night. And man, when he he was he was coming up limping, he tried to get back up and he collapsed near the bench, just straight fell down. And that is a concerning thing. I know there's optimism going going around, and he said he was okay. And the pickup here, you know, it's always about who to pick up, who to pick up. So who's gonna let's let's start? Who's gonna soak up the value, or who's gonna you know take up the usage there? Obviously, it's always a collective effort. I can see Luke Kennard gaining value and also Ish Smith. So those are two players to look at. You know, keep that in mind. Obviously, the other stars will collectively get more usage rate. But if Luke Kennard is available at this point in time, I I mean, I would take a flyer. That's almost even in a 12-man league, but it's probably too late at this point in time if you're in a more competitive league. He's definitely worth a flyer, and he's been pretty good. So it's definitely a situation to keep in mind, to be careful of. And I know there's been GMs actually also that's reached out to me and said, do I need to drop Reggie Jackson? Yeah, it always depends on your situation. I'm not going to just say, yeah, drop him. Sometimes, and I know it's like, well, I need to know now because it's playoff time. I get it. If you want a, a you know more of a descriptive or informative answer, just shoot me a message and I'll do the best I can to get back at you. Or you can ask any of the, the other unicorns, 
we'll try to get you that information. You got to give us a more um, adept question because it's like we don't know what your team looks like and we don't know how your team is set up. But our job is what our job to do is to make sure that we're helping you out and giving you the best quality information as possible that we can do for you. Okay. So as far as Reggie Jackson, you know, if I had to go by an instinct of how long I believe he could be out, he could be out for a few games and we're still looking at reports. Anything can happen. But if Ish Smith is available, you know, just scoop him up. And uh, that goes with Luke, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Luke Kennard also. All right. So this is more of a, a troll I guess a troll recent news, and it was a uh, Przingis, the unicorn. This is weird, though, at the same time. So if you guys hear rain in the background, I apologize. It's, it's a lot of noise in the back. You probably hear it or you don't, but it's all good. So Przingis, playing, he's, he's having full contact five-on-five practice on Wednesday without any restrictions. What I tell you what. We're dynasty driven. This is an absolute great thing. This is music to my ears. If you're a dynasty GM, this is music to your ears. And this especially if I'm just going to assume that the people that maybe have Przingis on their squad in a dynasty league, they may not be in the best shape to win a championship this year. But if you are, well, that's absolutely good. That means you're a legit GM to have Przingis this whole year and, and have a strong team to maybe make a championship and win it, that's respect to you. But if you have him for the long haul, um, this is still music to my ears in Dallas. The Lucas show, the Dirk Nowitzki that was going to, I think he's going to try to play one more year there. So it's going to be a beautiful show there. But the question that keeps coming to me is like, well, uh, this is this is wasted news, but I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it could be and it should be wasting news because I know Mark Cuban was even the owner had mentioned, hey, um, even if he's ready, playoff ready, we're not going to play him. But let's let's think about this a little bit. What if they were in playoff contention? Would that really be true? You got to ask yourself that. And to be honest with you, I look at it like this. If he if they're really concerned and want to be. Um, very cautious, hold them like, you know, glass, Mr. Glass, <laughs> Glass Joe, then why put him in full contact practice, right? So that's just one thing that still sticks out to me. If you're trying to, you know, be so protective of him and have um, kid gloves over this guy. So let me at least say this. If you're in a good spot, maybe let's just say you're in a bye week, and you're you're fine and you could just ask throw someone in your IR for free I'd do it why not but what's the chances so what's the chances of him actually playing this season it's very low very it's almost it's almost like it's almost like a lottery ticket right but I'll put it like this there's a 5% chance that he plays this year extremely low right but why not if you're best that's only if you're contending or if you're already like, well, honestly, I'll be honest. If you're in a dynasty league, he shouldn't even be available in the leagues. If he is, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with that league. Let me know if that if that's the case. But anyways, let's move right along here. As Demarcus Cousins had a season high for this year, 27 
points, eight rebounds, seven assists with a couple of stocks and other stats. But this came on the heels of obviously KD not playing. And if you're a GM that has Boogie, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't know how he's going to, you know, return with his Achilles heel this year injury. He's looked pretty good. And it's hard for me to kind of predict what he could be as far as next year in a dynasty league. Uh, you got to consider him in a top 25 or better easily. But it depends on the risk that I'll take on him. I, I like other players ahead of him, but he's still a good player. And there's no denying that. And the question is, is he going to be in Golden State next year? And the, and the bigger question is, what, who, what is Golden State going to look like the next couple of years? This is, this is more, and I should have probably had a segment on that, but at least let me just ISO it and take it out, the ball out of bounds real quick, and just kind of mention, like, my question is, how is Golden State going to look the next couple of years? Are they going to have all of these players, the superstar team, five superstars on the, the same team for the next couple of years? Because... It's hard for me to see that. If they do, good job. And I know there's not... It's, it's Okay, so like Golden State, you either love them or you hate them, unfortunately. Well, hate is a strong word. So it's either you love Golden State or you're just not a fan at all of Golden State. I don't believe there's any middle ground with them. And I'll be honest with you, for me now, I get... Ooh, they are a team that has obviously transcended the, the NBA and changed it. But I will say this. I think they're going to... Well, it's not even I think. I, they're going to have a harder road to the championship this year. There should be a championship for them to be gained, right? Because of the team. But I don't know. This year, it feels, it feels a little weird. It feels a little different. So let me get back out from out of bounds and get back in here. So Spencer Dinwiddie, I wanted to talk about a little bit. And man, this guy, this is one of, uh, I, I know Kevin had this guy in his, uh, the, in our dynasty league and I don't know how to take him. I mean, he's, he's a good player and especially, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say I'm a fan of Dinwiddie now because he was talking about buying an Iron Man suit. I like it. Love it. So he's, you know, he's got, he's a fan, he's got a fan of me now, but, uh, you know, he's been, he's been stringing some strong games and he doesn't even have to start. The Nets have been a, a, a pretty enjoyable team this year, per se. So as far as Dinwiddie goes, I, I don't know what the future holds for him. But I know, I'm know i sure most GMs got him on the cheap, real cheap. And the last two weeks, he's been averaging 19, 3, and 4 and hitting threes. And he's not even, he's not even getting like... 30 plus minutes he's he's getting close to 30 but man 25 and 27 minutes last game that's that's impressive and he he's been on a burner unfortunately for you uh the gms that are in the playoffs and what has broken players including uh what is it deloading also d'angelo russell um who else jared allen and other good players as you guys know, with the fantasy playoffs at hand, their playoff schedule is not too good. So that's another thing that you got to keep in, in consideration and keep in mind when you're in the playoffs, that you got to make sure you stock up on the schedule and you're, you're, you're streaming your players, you're analyzing it, 
you're critiquing, you're strategizing and looking at. It's a chess game. And that's why fantasy basketball is a beautiful thing because you, it's a chess game. Obviously, you want superstars. You want to have your, you know, your, 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 your strong people. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're ahead of the game. You're thinking ahead of um, the time instead of just looking at the present time. And that's why we promote Dynasty so much because Dynasty, you got to look ahead. Some people look way too ahead because they trust the process. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. And then you have GMs that want to look now, which is fine, but it could be detrimental to you as well. So let me just segue off to the side here. And I mean, I'm pretty much going into the to the next subject here of building and structuring teams. One thing that you got to keep in mind is when you structure a team as far as punting, because we're unicorns that like to do category leagues. And I'll even mention point leagues, too, because I know there's gyms now that like doing points leagues. And that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. And, and if you wa- got questions about points leagues, I'm t- tapping into that more. And I, I have more of a clear understanding of it. It's honestly, it's, it's more simple. I wouldn't say simpler. It's, a, it's easier to understand and kind of jump into it. But you do have to put time in points. So points is not just simple. But I'll say it like this. Points, this is more Jesse that's been out for a while. We'll kind of say Ben Simmons is big there. Absolutely true. Russell, West, Russell Westbrook is big. And points leagues, that's absolutely true. That Those two type of players. So just think of, all right, so just think of points leagues like that. Triple-double guys that score points. And obviously the other stock stats is important too. But just keep that in mind. Some other players value boost up. Like even a, a player that we mentioned uh, who is it? Andrew Wiggins even gains value. Harrison Barnes, those type of players gain value in points leagues. So let's revert and go back to the category leagues. So at least that's your cheat code for this evening, morning, afternoon for points leaguers. And again, ask me or any of the unicorns questions on that also, okay? They'll probably direct you more to me for the points leagues. I know that's something they 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 still... Um, are more in tune with the, the category leagues, right? But, you know, I'm still trying to pick up on it and points myself as well. Uh, so going back to the category leagues, check it out on our website, thefantasyunicorns.com. Doc has punch strategies for you guys to tap into to give you an idea what to aim at and what you should be doing as far as punting categories. So if you're not familiar with punting categories real quick, meaning you're just giving up on a category that you're not really concerned about. So let's just say, for instance, blocks, you kind of fade from blocks. So you're just going to avoid players like maybe what Miles Turner, right? Or um, people like Gobert, those type of players that are strong in blocks and has a high rate in blocks. And let me at least say this, when you kind of move away from blocks, one thing that you have to keep in mind is you need to build stronger in the other categories, right? So if you're going to move away from blocks, that's fine. If you're not going to aim at that, aim at a different category. Could be assists, could be steals. That means you could go more guards. You can also do that too. That's a beautiful thing of it. You could go a lot of guards or you could do a lot of forwards. You could still do bigs. You're going to need bigs anyway, but look for bigs that do the other c- categorical stats, right? Versus 
aiming towards blocks, right? So that's like Blake Griffin, for instance. He's not going to get you blocks, although this GM tried to say, yeah, Blake Griffin gets blocks. You know, I remember a GM that's been for fantasy for years told me that, and I was just like, yeah, that's fine, man. If that's what you want to believe, until he actually looked at the sets, he just started laughing like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's 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 fine, man. You know, we make mistakes. I make mistakes, too. But anyways, Blake Griffin is going to be that type of player. Um, obviously, we know Aaron Gordon. He's not a center, but he's more of a big power forward or small forward. He's not going to get you a lot of blocks, right? So those are the type of players that you can kind of, you know, mesh well. Like Blake Griffin going back, he's going to get you assists for a big man, but he won't get you the blocks. So just focus and look at things in a, in a different perspective. And that's the beauty of it. And obviously, you know, we know punting free throws is a big thing, right? You know, you go, uh, what, drumming, you go, well, actually, DeAndre Jordan's been surprisingly good at the free throw line. And you just, okay, so you'd have him. I mean, there's other players out there. But keep in mind, a cheat code we even talked about way earlier in the in the fantasy unicorns when we first started I think around, well, wouldn't even say when we started, kind of in the middle 20-ish episodes, I had gave a, a code where at some point in time, the that's the most popular one is to punt free throws. That's going to change because the NBA is changing. There's no, it's not, I'm not going to say there's no more, but there's more players that's not back to the basket, you know, ground and pound, dunk it slam dunk Shaq style and that's what Kevin had mentioned in one of the episodes recently like Jalil Okafor he was just he came into the league a little too late he's one of those type of players back to the basket get the rebounds put the ball back up you know those type of players now obviously as you guys know Drummond he's that type of player but Drummond is is a different breed right now he's still good Um, Andre Drummond is very good Still, free throws, even he's actually improved a little bit this year. He understands that the NBA is changing now. So that's one thing that you have to keep taking consideration that free throws is not going to be the popular pun anymore if you didn't know that. So that's another cheat code that if you didn't if you didn't hear that before, I'm going to remind it to you now. So you're going to ask, like, well, what the next what's the next one? You're going to eventually see. So one of the deviations that's changed, as you guys know as well, is there's a lot of three-pointers this year. Three-pointers are happening a lot more in the NBA. They're generating more. So what we used to think 1.4, 1.5 average of three points a game, that's not really a lot anymore, right? So that's that's another crazy thing that you got to look at. What What is the average now? The average used to be one three-pointer a game. I want you to think about that over a couple years ago. used to be one three-pointer a game. And it's changed. It's completely changed. So the average right now, what is the average? To be considered a positive in three-pointers. That's one and a half this year. Do you know what that means? I want you to think about that. If that's an average that most players are expected to make a game, that is a huge jump versus one point, just one three-pointer. 
That's a half, that's that's almost a whole number deviation change. So you're like, who what type of players is that gonna hurt that hit a lot of three pointers? 1.5. Let me reiterate that. The average this year is 1.5 versus a couple years back where it was just one three-pointer a game. Who does that affect? Let's just throw somebody out there. CJ McCollum, right? Well, Starks, to be fair, he's been like a top 50 player the last couple years. Yeah, that's cool. And that could be true. But let's take let's 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 actually go a little bit further back. In 2016-17, he was a top 28 player. And in top or in, in, in 2015, when he had a breakout year, he was a top 45 player. So he's been slowly declining throughout the year, right? Or throughout the years. And keep also in mind, the drop is because the deviation has changed where he's, he's averaging 2.53s. That's, that's really good. Of course it is. But to measure it versus the average of 1.5 this year, you know, what else is he providing you? He's not even giving you, he's close to getting you three assists a game. And guess what? That's under deviation two for him. 2.9 this year. And he's not even averaging a steal this year. He's 0.8. 0.8. Now, it's not for me to just throw all this boatload of shade towards C.J. McCollum, but it's just one of those players that you just got to be mindful of when it comes to three-pointers and points with players. One word, two syllables, demarcation. Okay, well, well Starks, that, that, I don't think that's a good assessment. What about Clay Thompson? He's having a good year. Yeah, that's fine. He's a top 21 player this year. This is what I'm going to say. He's doing actually better this year than he was last year, right? So, okay, so how does that argument fit for what you're trying to say? Well, let's not forget about what else he's doing this year versus what he did last year. Now, he was a top 37 player last year, and this year he's currently a top 21 player. So a couple things you have to keep in mind sticks out, right? He's scoring more points this year, a little bit more. He's hitting a little bit more threes, getting a little bit more rebounds. He's also averaging a steal this year, 1.1 steals versus him always averaging 0.8 just about. He's had years where he's touched one, but the last previous three years, he's been at a 0.8. So this year to be at 1.1 is, is very, it's very good for Clay. And he is taking a little bit more free throw shots versus what he did last year. So what am I trying to say? Here's a big thing to look at. His usage rate also. And this is what's crazy. And this is actually remarkable how good Golden State is. Klay Thompson has a high usage rate versus what he did last year at 26 this year versus last year at 23.5. For him to get this many opportunities in that offense in Golden State, that actually makes me think like, wow, they need to actually do the best they can to keep this team assembled because with all of these players, um, what's the, what's, I don't know if you guys can help me out. Was it the Monster Squad? I can't remember from uh, Space Jam. <laughs> but let's just put it back in perspective here. So with those five players, you would think someone is taking, obviously DeMarcus, is, they're, they're all collectively taking a hit. 
But are they? Are they really taking a hit? Because for me, it's just like Clay Thompson should be taking one of the biggest hits in that team. And he's his usage rate has jumped up tremendously. And I think, if anything, I think that is a very surprising stat to, to notice. And I, I don't believe many people has mentioned that. But that's something that's very interesting. And that Golden State offense with five all-star players on the team, a 23.5 usage rate last year, and that's without Cousins, jumped up to 26 usage rate is tremendous. Here's another thing to keep in mind. DeMarcus Cousins, as you guys know, he's a big man that can facilitate too. So he's kicking the ball out to Clay. So that's just another thing to keep in mind. And that's probably why, going backwards in reverse, that DeMarcus Cousins may have had the biggest game this season is because KD was out. Because he was he scored a lot of points. And he's willing to, um, if anything, we got to respect it. You know, this is just being humbled. Got to respect for what Boogie's done this year. He's not, I mean, obviously he's not taking, he's taking a back seat. But I know he's been accustomed of like high usage rate in the 30s, high 30s, right? Or mid, excuse me, mid 30s around that area or even higher. But he's willing to take a back seat. And that's something that's something that's special. And he's still doing he's still feeding you stats. All right. Game. Blouses. Next section here, I'm going to touch up on some of these games uh, that are actually previously previously done since I'm recording while games are going on. And Boston actually beat Sacramento 126-120. to 120. Looking at a couple of these players that I want to at least, wow, man, Kyrie Irving had a big triple-double, 31-10-12 with a couple of stock stats, hit a three-pointer. Uh, is that Marcus Morris? Good Lord. Yeah, Marcus Morris had a good game too, 21 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, hit three three-pointers. Uh, Jalen Brown just had a whole bunch of points there. 20, 22 points with three, three pointers. Other than that, pretty much empty stats from there, but he had a one rebound. Al Horford, not too bad. 12, five and six in a couple stats. And I won't jump into everybody else there. Uh, Sacramento side. And actually, let me go back real quick. Gordon Hayward, 10, three and four. Oh man. I, I'm going to tell you guys now. I don't know how to take Gordon Hayward home, even in the Dynasty League. Oof, I don't know what I don't know where I would take him at. Maybe in the nineties or hundreds. I, I oh gosh, I, I we just better hope we see some stuff happen in the offseason with Boston or other than that, I I just I can't. I I'd rather for someone else to take the risk on him. So Sacramento here, one of the players that I had mentioned to pick up was Nemanja Bielitsa. He started. He didn't do too good tonight. Uh, nine points and six rebounds with a couple of stock stats there. Willie Colleystein had a, a double-double game. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had a, a, a pretty good game. 19 points, seven rebounds, nine assists, three steals from uh, Swiper. Had a three-pointer. Harrison Barnes now. <laughs> Man, uh, if you have Harry Barnes and uh, – Harry Barnes. Harrison Barnes, I mean – uh, get Harry, keep him if you if you like him. But for me, it's just not for me. But he had a good game. Uh, Twenty points, five rebounds, four assists, made three three pointers. Now Buddy Hield, 
man, I'm going to tell you this. This is just kind of going off subject here. Uh, I am a fan of Buddy Hill a lot, and he had a really good game tonight. 34 points, four rebounds, seven assists, uh, six three-pointers, six snipes. Man, this dude is legit. This is not I, – I believe – I'll put it like this. I don't believe this is – uh. What's the word? I don't think he's lightning in a bottle. There's going to be players that are going to be lightning in the bottles. It happens. I'll be honest with you. I don't think he is. I think he's. I think he's really legit. If he even bumps his steal rate up to at least a steal, my goodness, he could be a top twenty-ish player. Not even joking. Not joking. So just keep that in mind. Um, and a couple other players, as you guys know, Marvin Bagley. He finished up with only nineteen minutes, but efficient. 14 points and six rebounds, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, but that's definitely good to see. Uh, Bajanovic, I, I told the GM, <laughs> it's funny, when I try to trade with the GM and they're just already concerned they don't want to trade with me, the mistake is almost happens in reverse. I actually tried to, who did I try to give him for uh, Tubog? Well, Tubog, he, he should still be fine. He only has 17 minutes this game and nine points. But, yeah, man, I can't remember who I was trying to give him, but it was actually a pretty good player. He didn't accept the trade. It's it's okay, man. It happens. I'm going to jump into this Cleveland game. Every, man, come on, Osmond. Said he Osmond didn't do too good tonight. He only took eight shots. I, I kind of question that. Um, he had eight, eight points, eight rebounds, four assists. Kevin Love, 24 minutes limited. 10 and 8, uh, just touch up on who's important. Clarkson had a decent game, 26 minutes off the bench, 15 and 4 and 2. Colin Sexton, he's he's been playing a little bit better here, 23, 4 and 3. This is Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight's still out here, 26 minutes, 12, 1 and 1. Orlando, jump on them. Aaron Gordon had a decent, well, pretty good game, 21, 6 and 4. Couple stock stats. Now, let me talk about Jonathan Isaac real quick. I don't know why I keep getting this question. Is he droppable? No. In a dynasty league, no. Um, redraft, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on your situation. I mean, if you kept him this long, you keep picking him up. This is the this is what you got to face the music sometimes. This is the situation that I don't know if you want to just think that he's going to put you over, but the upside is there. But if you need to win matches, which I understand that I'm I'm making I'm making that a stream spot and I'm just going to assume that's more of a shallow league. So keep that in mind. And uh, do I want to touch up DJ Augustine? I, man, 20 points, three rebounds, seven assists and two steals and a three pointer. And obviously, you guys, you guys know uh, Vooch, 19-11, double, double. He's good. If you didn't know. And Terrence Ross is good. Now, Birch. Ken Birch, this was a good game from him. A double-double off the bench, 18 minutes. Is he worth an ad? Uh, no. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get hype off that game. Now, the n- next game I'm going to touch up on is Oklahoma. Ooh, Indiana beat Oklahoma 108-106. to This game was a rough one for OKC. This came on the hands of uh, baby, little baby Sabonis putting work in, 26-7-4. Uh, Aaron Collison, 17, six and seven. And again, when I just say three numbers, it's seven, it's, it's points and then it's rebounds, then assist. So that's how I do it. So that way it's, 
I'm not wasting a lot of time giving you guys stats that you can already look at yourself. You know what I mean? So the other Bogdanovich, 23-4-5, and five, couple three-pointers, pretty good. Miles Turner, uh, one of my guys, didn't have the particular good game that he typically has. 10-6-2, had one block. Wesley Matthews, not too bad. 16-7-2, four three-pointers. Jumping on the OKC side, Stephen Adams, 17-8-1, efficient, 8-for-14. Russell Westbrook had himself a triple-double, of course, 19-14-11. Oh, my goodness, two blocks and four steals. Four steals, amazing. Paul George, big game, 36-6-5, two steals, hit six three-pointers. Nader, the Nate dog, 10-1. And Dennis Schroeder. Ugh, seven, five, and five. All right, so I'm going to take two clutch shots since I'm running ISO ball here. So one of the clutch shots that's important is the, the league that's coming up that we're running, the listener league, the free league. As you guys know, at least the buy-in league, it's going to happen a little bit, a lot. Well, it's going to happen later, so we're still coming up with information for that. Um, however, the unicorns want to you know roll with that. Now, I know for the, the, the free league that we're also running, I'm going to at least start trying to email some of the the GMs out there to kind of get that initiated and start with uh, the spreadsheet and kind of giving you guys the the look of it. So that way you can see where at least the thought logic that Starks likes to do (laughs) and uh, the unicorns will follow suit as well. Um, I'll I'll run things with Pat. I I believe Pat was going to run the league. I'm going to actually have to take a back seat a little bit this year. So... The, this, the the thing is, like, am I putting that pre-excuse, like, I'm not going to play hard? Of course I'm going to play hard, but I know I won't be able to put as much time into this league to try to win as much as I used to in other leagues. Um, <laughs> just got a lot uh, to get done because there's something else that I would like to announce, too, that I'm actually going to be starting my own podcast with uh, fantasy baseball and football. Because I not only do basketball, I do baseball and football too. But obviously, basketball is my favorite fantasy um, sport of them all. But I'm actually pretty good, pretty good in, in baseball and football too. So um, I don't, I don't have a name for the podcast yet. But it's going to be something separate from the unicorns. So um, if you guys think of some names, let me know. I haven't came up with a name yet, but the 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 idea is I'm going to try to get that launched here pretty soon. Um, because yeah, fantasy baseball is around the corner and let me at least say this to you guys real quick. You're cause I don't, I don't want to put you to sleep with that. Cause I know fantasy basketball is, is the main thing here, which it is and is the best one out of the fantasy sports. But let me at least say this. Don't knock fantasy baseball until you try it because there's some similarities with baseball, with basketball, not a lot, but there's similarities to it. And, uh, the beauty of baseball is it's daily like basketball, but there's more games and it's a strategy too. So if you guys um, uh, are probably wanted to to dive deeper into that or even interested in it, just reach out to me. That goes with fantasy football too. I don't know if I'm going to tie the podcast together. Um, I I really don't know yet, but at least I'll also say this. um, As time progresses on, one of the biggest podcasts that actually is is over all the fantasy sports for me 
is my faith in Jesus Christ. This platform, I can, I'm not able to speak more on that. So um, just reach out to me. Um, and if you want to talk about it, absolutely at any time. Because it's like I said, I don't want to segue out of the um, the realm of the fantasy basketball podcast here, but it's just at least something that you should know that that's a, another direction that I'm taking. But again, um, it is very dear to me. And if you guys are interested to know more about it, if you don't or if you do already know, that's fine. But um, that is that takes precedence over everything else for me. But. I appreciate you guys, you listeners out there. Um, I'm definitely going to work on those podcasts here soon. And uh, hopefully Pat, my sidekick Pat, will help out with the free league. I will start shooting out the emails to you guys here soon. So if you hear this podcast sooner than me emailing it out to you, shoot me a message. Let me know what your status is. We still want to get the the ball rolling and, and get you in the league and like to see your guys' skills, and I know a lot of listeners are already good. I can tell your power level is over 9,000, I'm sure. You guys are really um, great, and I appreciate you guys. It's humbling um, to even do this podcast also, Fantasy Unicorns, and being a part of a team of uh, you know, the great leader of Kevin and uh, Doc, Mike, Jesse, Pat, um, everybody, everybody that's been a part of this, and Going back on the listener league, show me, show me what you got. Uh, if you <laughs> if you take people for a ride, or if you do mutual beneficial trades, that's fine. You know, it, it may happen. And I'll be honest with you, I can see trades going down a lot. So, Pat, hope you're listening, brother. You're going to have a lot of work on your hands. This is, um, I think, a lot of your, <laughs> a lot of your. Uh, contribution is going to help out the unicorns in this aspect. Uh, I'll be kind of helping you, kind of directing you what to, you know, how to operate. And obviously you being a commissioner, I believe that's the route we're going to take for the free league. You, I'm sure you can handle it, man. You, you, you've been a, you've been a great, you've been a great unicorn, man. And I, I appreciate the hard work that you've done for us. And I appreciate all the hard work from the other unicorns as well. Um, you guys have done great job. Great job. And with that being said, guys, gals, take a ride.